Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. We are back with another episode of the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. We are joined by Ven Vera. Ven is a returning guest to our podcast. We last had him on about two years ago. I encourage anybody who has not listened to that episode to go find it in our archives. Um, You can hear uh, Ven's story um, from start till, I wanna say finish, but start till about 2020, 2021. And today we're going to be getting a little bit more of um, his story, a little bit more of an update about where his life has been, as well as uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a project that Ben and I worked on together recently. Um, For those of you who don't know Ben, uh, he is a um, well-known public speaker, and he is also a director of healthcare staffing at a major corporation. Um, Ben was courageous enough to speak publicly about his experience of um, erectile dysfunction, both from a medical and also from a psychological standpoint. Uh, I was very inspired when I first heard him talk, and I really wanted to have him on the podcast. And thankfully, we were able to get him on as one of our earliest episodes. And uh, Ven and I I have enjoyed a a relationship since then, um, Ven is really a champion of uh, helping to dispel some of the shame, um, some of the embarrassment that people have around what is a very common condition and an experience that many men are going to have over the lifespan. So, uh, without further ado, I want to just introduce our guest once again, Ven Vera. Thank you so much for being with us today. Mark, thank you so much for the introduction. Thank you for having me. And it's good to be back. I I remember the episode we had and how much impact it had on a number of people that listened to you because they reached out to me uh, afterwards to dive deeper into their situation and to be able to uh, get more information in terms of and inspiration in terms of how they can deal with their own situation. also want to acknowledge you, Mark. I, I really want to acknowledge you for the work that you do in your podcast and and, and your practice. I think it's um, wonderful that you're helping people to be able to address their uh, situation, whether it's physical or psychological, around erectile dysfunction, and really give them an access to be able to see the possibility that they can bring into their lives beyond the situation that they're facing and and release them from, from that fear or that uh, trauma or the challenges that they may encounter and be able to move forward and, and have a happier life. Yeah, and Ven, I, I appreciate your kind words as well. And I, I will just reemphasize something that I've shared uh, with, with many people just in the, in the course of me um, getting deeper and deeper into this work, which is um, when patients and people have gone through this experience are able to come forward and talk about it. There's something very, very powerful um, about a shared experience, not coming from a professional as much as it is coming from somebody who's been through it, that is hard uh, to give over anything which is as comparably powerful as that shared experience. So I really, really have tremendous amount of respect for people like yourself 
um, who come forward. But what I want to get towards then is I want to hear just a little bit about where life has taken you since we um, last had that podcast, probably you know around you know January or February of 2021. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so so I, it's interesting because in the last episode you might recognize that painting in the background, but everything else is different. Um, I had remembered that at the time we did our episode, I had just moved to Vancouver. I had gone through a difficult divorce and I was trying to find myself in my career, in my personal life. Uh, I was going through a lot of transition and and lo and behold, you offered for us to do a podcast. And I was just like, it felt right. Despite this time, that time being a, a heavy transition time of my life, it felt like it was the right time. Um, since then, I've been on a journey of discovery, discovering my new city, Vancouver, Canada, living by the ocean and the beach and just being in deep reflection as I would gaze at the sunset uh, every almost every evening, uh, thinking about life and what's next and what can I do. And, and it was far beyond the erectile dysfunction. I think last time when we spoke about my erectile dysfunction story, it took me from a journey of me feeling that deep feeling of shame and guilt to actually uh, having the courage to, to move forward and get physically um, cleared and also going through therapy to be able to address the mental trauma that I was holding on to for 10 years. And that offered me a new possibility into a new life. And now when I was... Uh, in Vancouver, I was faced with a, another transition, another difficulty, and I feel like life is all about ebbs and flows. But it's really, um, it's really about going through it, feeling the emotions, and doing something about it. So since we last spoke, I've been in Vancouver. I've been enjoying the beach. I've been enjoying the ocean, enjoying a slower pace of life. I've also started a new job, as you mentioned, uh, where I've been working as a director in um, a global healthcare staffing. It's been a great journey of a year and a half now. And I've also taken on a lot of other speaking engagements where I've been uh, some related to erectile dysfunction, but some related to more of my my line of work, which is around the future of work. And also uh, did some wedding emceeing, corporate uh, conference emceeing and other types of engagements. So it's been a great one year and a half uh, and a great journey. I think life is always uh, about ebbs and flows, but uh, we often think that we 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 can choose our story, but sometimes our story chooses us, right? And when we're dealt with whatever life brings to us, we always have a choice of how we want to face it. And um, it's important to know that there are people out there willing to help us. And so that's why I'm happy to be a patient advocate, to be able to share my story, keep spreading the message, keep doing my part the same way that you're doing your part, Mark, in helping people overcome uh, their challenges that they're faced with erectile dysfunction. So I'm really happy. Long story short, it's been a a great journey, not an easy journey, but one filled with lots of discovery and and new hope. Yeah. So so then you mentioned that um, you went through a very difficult, challenging a time period going through a divorce, which is mm-hmm. for many people who have this experience, it is very, very difficult, very challenging. It also changes um, a lot about like the types of sexual activity that we're having with partners. Um, because in many instances, it kind of reopens the possibility of dating and having to engage with new people. Um, and certainly when, when the history of the concern, the fear, the anxiety about sexual performance um, is present with a brand new relationship or a brand new sexual encounter. Um, it really is a whole different type of experience. So 
uh, that I know that you speak so openly. So I'm not, I hope you don't mind if I ask over the past, you know, year and a half, two years, have you met new people? Have you engaged in new relationships? And how has that been with the, with the backdrop of having experienced erectile dysfunction? That is such an interesting story, and it definitely brings a new dynamic this time around in this new episode. So, um, so just so you know, the person I got married to was actually the first person that I had sex with, and she was the only person I had sex with, and we were together for seven years, and everything was well in the relationship. Uh, but when it ended, um, well, when I say well, I mean physically, right? And uh, when we uh, when we ended uh, the marriage, uh, even though it was amicable. Um, I was faced with a situation where I there was no Tinder, no Bumble, no Hinge, or other dating apps or other ways of meeting people. Uh, that there was there wasn't when I initially had met uh, my girlfriend that became my wife at the time. So it was a very different space to be in, a very unique space to be in at such a different time of my life. And this is something that several people may have experienced uh, in their. Uh, journey of dating, but I, I was fresh and new to it. And uh, to answer your question, I did, you know, meet some people through these apps and through friends that introduced me to different people. I did have sex and um, had some moments where uh, it was successful, but there were some moments where it was challenging because I feel that as you connect with someone and you discover their body and they discover yours, there's a certain trust, there's a certain familiarity that builds. And sometimes interestingly, the body will respond or not respond, right? And for me, it was about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable at times. Um, I did get into another relationship that lasted 13 months um, from uh, an erectile dysfunction. It Overall, it was good. There were some moments where there were some challenges. Um, but I would say more of my challenges were when I was dating and had some sexual encounters, uh, and having to get used to that. So there were some moments that were challenging because of the unfamiliarities of two people connecting for yeah. the first time or a few times. And Ben, you bring up a really, uh, another really good point. We, d we did an episode on dating apps and um, you certainly are not the only person who has exited a long-term relationship into an entirely new dating scene. Um, not to mention that you exited a relationship into a pandemic where uh, the alternative options of going out and meeting people were largely unavailable. Um, mm -hmm. So so I think there are many people who have this experience where they have exited a long-term relationship, either with the loss of a partner or the ending of a relationship, and they're entering into a brand new scene, which in and of itself can be very anxiety-provoking. You've got to learn how to navigate this new culture, learn the etiquette of dating apps, learn what you're supposed to say, not supposed to say, when you're supposed to engage and whatnot. Um, which which you know brings a whole other dynamic. Um, but on top of that, I think the other experience that you're describing here, which is the comfort that that is oftentimes necessary to both be able to talk with a partner about sexual function challenges, um, as well as get into that space where the anxiety is low enough because you are comfortable with with the partner. And oftentimes in that initial phase of engaging with a new partner, it really can be very anxiety provoking. And it sounds like you had the experience like many other people where um, sexual function was less reliable at the onset of a relationship until things got a little bit more comfortable. You are correct, Mark. Um, and, and just setting the environment of what led to that 
we were entering a pandemic or we had gone through a pandemic and people were uncomfortable meeting for obvious reasons of you know not wanting to catch covid and and there were some rules and restrictions in terms of what was possible and not possible so that that did hinder some brought some challenges uh when we were able to date and connect with people again people were still fearful right um so for me i i would i did go through the dating apps i would go through meeting people uh in my new city in person in in social settings um and through friends that would introduce me and and interesting sometimes it would be the elevator of my building right so uh, it was just a very interesting way of you know trying to connect and meet with someone um yeah i would say overall uh, there were some there were some moments where uh it was difficult to engage sexually just because of the different dynamics at play who uh, like not knowing fully that person or not having fully built that trust yet or perhaps uh just 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 the situation of covid and having some fear and anxiety and for me we're talking about dating apps it was so funny i felt so clueless entering that world because um and i felt like i'm like was i living under a rock this whole time because i didn't know terms like um polyamorous uh catfishing ghosting and I, i mean i there was just some acronyms and different words and i'm like the number of times i had to google stuff it was just unbelievable it's like right? learning, so like learning I, another language it was a different language for me and and people would ask me about certain preferences and all these things and i'm like can you like speak english to me because i don't know what's going on here you know um <laughs> so it was just really interesting but i was open to understanding uh the different realities of the world we live in and how people date and how people connect uh and just just being open to it because i know that i i i was not in that space for so many years so it was a complete reality for me and you know what i was just open to life experiences and just seeing you know like being aware of what's out there and understanding what people are facing and Yeah, it was just very interesting. It was very interesting to enter this space of dating uh in a way I had never knew it existed. Yes. Absolutely. So one of the other things that I think our listeners would be interested to know about is in the newer relationships, did you have a specific approach or philosophy about whether to disclose some of your history and some of the challenges or whether to kind of wait and see or to pretend like if it were to happen it was the first time and it caught you off guard i know that men have adopted different strategies when they find themselves in these new relationships i'm wondering if you had a general approach yeah if i was uh, to engage uh with someone in a relationship it was very important for me to be open and transparent about like my life and uh i also feel that if i was to engage in a relationship i want them to know me for everything that i am and everything that i'm not and um so i would disclose it i would disclose it and to be honest mark like it's not hard if like people just google my name they will see they'll see the episode whether it's our episode of our podcast or something else the moment they know my last name it's like it's an easy find right so um i i would certainly inform them and it's not something to be I shamed up it's something of who I am and what I've experienced and what I've overcome and what was really beautiful mark is the um how how a number of people that I've I've connected with in the last 2 years have been very um 
were very positive about how they responded to me sharing what I shared about my past in dealing with erectile dysfunction and what I've overcome. And they, in fact, found that I, it was very brave and, and vulnerable of me to share that. And they really appreciated that. And I think that opened up a space for us to um, expand our trust and, and dive deeper together. Wow. That is really, really powerful. Now, um, for uh, our listeners, I, I, I want to talk a little bit just about um, our recent um, episode that we did together, not for this podcast, uh, but for a television series that has yet to air. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to kind of sit together on a, on a bit of, a, of an expert panel, um, fielding live calls uh, from some listeners where um, you got to share from your experience the expertise that you've gained um, and I got to share just a little bit from my clinical um, you know, experience and expertise. Um, I found it to be a really powerful experience. I don't think you and I have actually had an opportunity to talk much about that. So maybe this would be a good time uh, to enlighten the listeners a little bit more about that and your experience of that as well. Mark, um, thank you for bringing that up. And it's interesting we're talking about it for the first time since um, I thought that was such a brilliant experience, Mark, and I certainly hope that we can emulate that in the future. I'm very excited about the episode. So just for the, your listeners, um, there it was a triad of myself as the patient advocate that had gone through dealing with erectile dysfunction. There was yourself as the clinical therapist that spoke about your viewpoint of, uh, you know, addressing that with your your patients and and just your knowledge about that situation. And there was also Dr. Pedro Maria, who was the uh, urologist, who also shared his viewpoint from a scientific and and research perspective. So it was very interesting that when people would call in, whether they were the ones dealing with the erectile dysfunction or they had a uh, a boyfriend or a husband or uh, somebody in their life dealing with erectile dysfunction, how they were able to rely on three different approaches, whether it would be me, you, or Dr. Maria, um, to share our viewpoints. And what was really interesting, Mark, is that, uh, number one, I didn't know that was going to happen. It happened, but I was all game for it to be able to help people because I could so connect to the fact that, hey, I had gone through 10 years of darkness and not sharing my story and my situation with everyone. And if somebody has the courage to, to call and talk about that issue, I want to be there to help. And I knew you were there to help. And I knew Dr. Maria was there to help. What was amazing and so gratifying from that experience was to see everybody uh, come on that call feeling a certain level of anxiety, worry, um, shame, guilt, but leaving the call feeling hopeful and feeling that there was a way uh, to be able to address this and just feeling so uh, relieved in a sense to be able to address uh, the erectile dysfunction challenge that they or people in their lives were facing. So it was so nice to see uh, how people would enter and how they would leave each call, each, each calls. And, and I'm very excited for the episode. I just am excited to see uh, relive that again. Uh, but for me as a patient advocate, I, I felt very uh, connected with people on the line having had gone through that situation and wanting to be a voice to help and support them. Yeah. I mean, I, I also was unaware that that was going to be a part of what we were going to be doing together. Right. Um, the live calls, it was um, you know, initially also a little bit intimidating, but I think what was so beautiful about it, um, you know, I agree just the way there was like a trepidation that people had in their voice 
and anxiety when they first started talking. But as you know, each of us were able to kind of weigh in and supportively share those calls, um, and each of us lend our expertise, you could feel the the tension and the anxiety just decrease. Um, it was you know really really nice to see that. I also thought just the collaboration between you myself and Dr. Maria was just really really powerful uh, to be able to kind of like just demonstrate just the the complexity of the experience, um, the multifaceted nature of the experience, and how like when 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 addressed properly, there really is a collaboration um, between you know all different sides of of the erectile dis- dysfunction equation. Um, so it was really, I mean, meaningful just to to be a part of that. Um, but what again, I really took away from was I think then when when you were speaking with those patients um, as they were calling in, there was just something about the connection that uh, you were able to form with those people that I think really has played a huge role in helping to take down their anxiety, helping people to feel hopeful. It's one thing to hear it from you know, the providers, which is, you know, myself and Dr. Maria, it's a totally different thing to hear it from somebody who's gone through it. From somebody who went through the work, going to therapy, um, you know, engaging with uh, and building an effective medical team um, to be able to help them get from where they are to where they want to be. Um, And it was just like so gratifying to both be in the middle of a TV set and having to be on but also really being in the moment. Like it was very, very genuine because it was real. It was all happening at like all at once. Um, so I had to like, you know, keep my posture and keep <laughs> keep my posure, like while really kind of taking in and watching these experiences unfold. So for me, it was really powerful, really meaningful. Um, I'm also excited to see how this episode actually comes out <laughs> when mm-hmm. they do release it. Uh, but it's it was just a, a really, really uh, unbelievable experience to be a part of. Uh, I, I echo everything you're saying, Mark, and and the part I really connected to was uh, how you know we were in this TV studio having this experience, but when they called and this was live, it was almost like I forgot where I was, and I just was a man on a mission, and and my message was very simple. It was like they came in thinking there was no solution, and I'm like, look at my me, look at my story, look what I've gone through. I'm telling you as someone that has gone through what you're speaking about, that there is a way out and, and you can also like overcome that and, and find your solution and be able to address this and, and not to feel that you don't have to, you can't speak about this or you can't do like, there's like, I wanted them to know uh, the, my message of hope and to know that it is possible. There are some solutions and to really be out there and seeking that solution um, for them to have that access to care and be able to overcome their erectile dysfunction or help whoever in their lives were dealing with erectile dysfunction. It was in those moments, I, I forgot where I was. I was just like, I need to, I need to help them. Because I don't want another person waiting 10 years or five years or even one year or whatever time frame. I wanted them to address it. And I was just also very humbled by the fact that they dared to call in and, and reveal that they were going through what they were going through. And, and, and that to me was like, they did, they took one step. I'm going to take 10 steps towards them and help them. Yeah. And yeah. You know, something I'll share with our listeners, because uh, I don't think anybody else will see this or know this, but I will put this out there that we actually had to stop the filming because I had a cell phone sitting next to me as the calls were coming in. 
And then we had taken enough calls, but the phone would not stop ringing. Right. And people were just calling in and there was call waiting and it was just, it kept going. And, and, and being there, being a part of that, it was, I think, so affirming um, to um, the work that I do, um, to the, the disclosures that you've made about yourself, putting yourself out there, because it is so powerful. There are so many people out there that feel alone. They feel isolated. They feel hopeless. Um, and just seeing just the, the amount of calls that were coming through from, I think it was one post that was put on Facebook um, with the phone number for that cell phone. And it was just ringing off the hook. Um, to me, it was an extremely affirming experience um, that that the work that you do, the work that I do in this space um, is just so important, and so valuable to people. So I'm really glad that uh, we both had an opportunity to be a part of that. Um, and I'm really glad that I'm able to get you back on the podcast for this episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so great to meet you in person as well and and just live that experience live in person and uh, yeah, I remember that that phone kept ringing, but we had to move on, right? So uh, it really spoke to the work that we're doing and we get to do, right? So um, I'm just really grateful we got to live that experience. And I feel that hopefully that's just a beginning of many more collaborations and opportunities to help more and more people. Yes. Um, so lastly, Ven, um, to kind of sum up, if I, if I had to ask you to give our listeners maybe like a, a message here about like the hope that you've been able to experience in your life and where you see the work that you've done taking you into the future. How would you put that into a sentence or two? I'm going to have a hard time putting this in a sentence or two, and I apologize, but I can relate to it as uh, I, I did a sky, I, I skydived uh, a few years ago and two, three years ago. And there's so much fear in, in leading up to the jump and wanting to make that jump. And I get this. This is exactly the same feeling I felt when I, I was fearful of disclosing that I was dealing with erectile dysfunction. But the moment you go out there and you speak about it and you, you actually make that leap, it's beautiful. Like when I jumped and I did that, uh, I skydived, the moment I jumped, all I could see was blue, like the blue water and the, the lakes and the green and nature and feeling I'm part of this beautiful earth. And, and similarly with the erectile dysfunction, when I shared what I had gone through and I was able to disclose and get the help I needed and carry on till today and share my story, the beauty, the blue, the green, the, the fact that I'm part of a wider uh, spectrum than myself and being able to um, grow from this experience, but also help and support and contribute is just a beautiful journey. Yeah. So a lot of people, uh, what I feel is that when you speak about what you're going through, you're giving permission to others to do the same. That is really, really powerful, Ben. So once again, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Um, I will you know, put the link in to the episode that we did together for this television mm-hmm. series as soon as it's out. Um, and that way our listeners can not only get access to you and to this episode, but also should be able to see um, a little bit more of the work that we spoke about. 
And also one last plug in, maybe you can also share my TED talk. I think last I checked, it was at 120,000. It's nice. It's like, it's like still, it's still, it's still, uh, out it's still there. going, I mean, it's, it's still out there. It's still going. People are like, so yeah. I, I think there's a, there's some inspiration there too. Right. So we'll share the link to that as well. Sounds great. Thank you, Mark. Okay. I'd be well done. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.